All right, so we are in the second Sunday of a five-part series about the entire Bible. Um, it's, and it's under the framework of connection. So we talked last week about how we are created for connection, connection with God and, God and with one another. Two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and love one another as yourselves. All the law, all the prophets, everything's on these two things. So that tells us the reason we were created for relationship, to be connected with God and be connected with one another. So that's summary, and now we're going to go in. That was about the first two chapters. This today is going to be about chapter three. So it doesn't seem like we're going very quick, but next week we're going we're gonna to catch up a lot, a lot. So we're talking about number three, and this, the title of this is about being disconnected, being disconnected, how we got disconnected from God. And so had a very busy service, kind of short on time, so consider yourself lucky because this is about sin, uh, right? <laughs> um, so um, when I was a young pastor and uh, somebody, I was preaching a lot and um, some little kid came through the line, and, and, and their parents gave me this cartoon. I said, family circus, is that a, a little, little boy? Little boy was shaking the pastor's hand and goes, you know more about sin than anybody I know. <laughs> so I said, oh, that's funny. I was like, wait, why'd you give that to me? It was probably accurate. It was probably accurate. So our scripture today comes out of Genesis chapter 3. Well, the last verse of chapter 2, verse 25 uh, and then on through Genesis chapter 3. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from, it, from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit was of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they uh, sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. This is the word of God for the people of God. I think I started on one, but the verse 225 says, Adam and Eve were both naked, and they felt no shame. So, all right. So, connected. We talked a little bit about last week. Um, about free will, and we're going to get to that in just a moment, but I just wanted to make a quick, a quick clarification about original sin versus actual sin, just so we know what we're talking about. When we're talking about original sin, that's what we're talking about today. Actual sins are the deeds that we do, the actions that we do, but that's not even, that's, that's manifestation, that's an outward, you know how we describe uh, baptism and some means of grace of an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. 
the actual sin is an outward invisible sign of an inward original sin, right? It, it, it is what comes out of that. Jesus himself teaches about this in the Sermon on the Mount when he comes and begins to clarify to the Pharisees and the religious leaders. He says, listen, you, you, he talks about adultery and murder, um, all these different things. He said, yeah, you've heard it said about these, but I say, I'm putting them all together, but I say it's in your heart. You feel it in your heart because that's where those actual sins originate here. And Jesus is coming when he comes, when we get there, Jesus is coming to fix here, which will take care of the actual sins. So just a quick clarification. So Jesus um, lets us know it is the root, it is our heart that is the problem. Well, we trace that back to this disconnection that occurred in chapter 3 of Scripture. Now, it, I don't, you know, we can get into all these Adam and Eve, literal Adam and Eve, and, and all these different arguments and views. It, it doesn't matter. If we get caught up on those things, uh, we're going to miss the point of the message. Um, and so the message is about our hearts and how we got disconnected from God. Remember, God said he, in the first two chapters, it said he grabbed the dirt and, and he created humanity, and then he breathed the breath of life. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of life came in and made us alive. And in the beginning, remember, it was perfect in the process. It was uncontaminated. Uh, there really, in God's creation part, there really was no good and evil. C.S. Lewis says, uh, there's no such thing as pure evil. There's only pure good because God created everything and God said it was good. Evil is just perverted good, you know, used selfishly for selfish gain, greedily. So in the beginning, it was all great. And remember, we talked about God gave us this gift. We were created to be connected to God and one another, to be in a love relationship with God and one another. And so for that, God gave us this tremendous, awesome, dangerous gift of free will. Remember, he wanted a love relationship. The only way you can have a love relationship is to choose that person. You can't be, you can have a relationship that you're forced into. That's not really a relationship. And the only way we can love somebody is to choose and God wanted a love relationship. So he gave us this tremendous gift of free will. If used properly to love God and to love one another, it's the biggest blessing, greatest gift ever given. But here's our problem in chapter 3. We were given this free will. And in this free will was going to be our downfall. So the tempter comes, right? There, there, there's no good or evil right now. That's why I threw in 225. It says they were naked, but they were ashamed. There wasn't good and evil. They didn't know. There was no guilt, no remorse, no shame. Kind of like Revelation talks about heaven. No sin, no crying, no pain. That's how it was in the beginning. But... The tempter came. Now, 
there was a lot of problems knowing good from evil. And since that time, good and evil came into the creation and it's caused a lot of havoc combined with humanity's sin. But that was not the main point of the tempter. The tempter didn't really care. He knew it would cause problems and be destructive. So he, he liked that. But that wasn't his main point. See, one of the things you're going to hear from me is that chapter 3 is really like a summary chapter of the entire Old Testament. Because if you look at it, it begins, God has given them what? He has expressed his will. He has given them one command, right? You hear that? Old Testament, we get commands. He's made a covenant with them. Hey, this is all yours. Uh, this is yours to be good stewards of. Just don't do this. Don't eat from this tree. So we hear, we see in this story, covenant, law, God's will expressed. And here's what happens. The tempter begins to tempt them to doubt God. God said, just don't eat from that tree. Trust me. It's not going to be good. Just trust me. Don't eat from that tree. And the tempter comes and begins to plant doubt. Surely you're not going to die, even though that's what God said was going to happen. He gets them to begin to doubt and question God because it doesn't make sense to them. Right? Just a side note here. The things of God, the God of the universe... The creator of all things is going to know some things I'm not going to know or understand. And that's why I need to trust and have faith. Things, God knows what's around the corner. I don't. So I need to trust and have faith. So let's get back to the story. So he begins to say, plant that seed of doubt. Surely you won't die. Yeah, that sounds a little far-fetched. I don't think we would die. Maybe get sick, but surely we wouldn't die. Plus, it looks good. It's good for eating. It's pleasing to the eye. And we're going to get smarter. And what was the key in there? You will be like your own God. See, now we're getting down to it. We want it to be our own God. Down at the core of original sin and it is our selfishness and us wanting to be the center of the universe. We wanted to be our own God, knowing good from evil. And so the tempter comes in, and here's what he was after all along. His target was what? Our free will. Because if he could get us to want to serve ourselves over God and others, then that started the chain reaction for all of humanity to get us to use our free will selfishly for our own purposes, for our own gain, for our own pleasure. And then as soon as that happened, humanity was disconnected from God. And we have a lifetime to get reconnected to God. And so at its core, if we want to know what sin is, it is selfish living. 
The more we live like Christ and grow in the image of Christ, what do we become? More and more selfless. When we are in Christ, we begin, we are reconnected, a little foreshadowing, um, right? And we begin to grow in the image of Christ, and it is less and less about us. As I grow in the image of Christ, it is becoming more selfless. I'm still not 100%. Christ is selfless to the point of giving himself on the cross for us, for you and for me. There is no greater love. There is no more uh, a greater selfless act than giving your life for the sake of another person, giving all that you are, all your essence, mind, body, and soul for the sake of others. It is pure selflessness. Sin, humanity at its core, is all about me. It is pure selfishness. And we are all on this continuum somewhere when we are in Christ that we are growing more and more selfless. So at its core, this is what disconnects us from God and from one another. Selfishness. Using our own will for our own purposes so that we can be our gods. And I tell you what, I've tried, I I, I think I still fall into I try to be my own God from time to time, and it never, never works out well. And so when we think about why are we disconnected from God and one another, think about our relationships. Anybody in here fight with their spouse? All right, so some of you and the rest of you are lying. So... (laughs) Um, but what, what fight, what, what fight between spouses, between kids, between countries, what's it come down to? My will versus your will. And if we're selfless, there's no fight. There's no division. There's no, what Galatians calls the works of the flesh because we've died to our will and we see God's will. So, at, a, at, a, at its core, what has disconnected us from God and what continues to disconnect us from God and one another, you look at our country, you look at the world, there's deep divides because people's will, competing wills. I, know, I think I've told you this story a long time ago, but or when I first got here, but the story of the husband and spouse, just a refresher. Um, that they never fought. They never fought, ever. And the wife one day goes, I want to be like everyone else. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, let's fight. We, we need to argue about something. We've never argued. Let's fight. She, he goes, okay, how, we, how do we do it? She goes, I'll grab this book and I'll say it's mine, right? Her will. And you say it's yours. And then we'll fight about whose book it is. That sounds great. And she goes, this is my book. And he said, okay, you can have it. (laughs) No fight. No fight. So at its core, remember as we go through this series, I don't want to get too far ahead, but as we go through this series, we're only on chapter three. We're going to catch up a lot. The entire Old Testament next Sunday. Oh, 
That is not an advertisement to come to church. <laughs> still, still the same, same amount of time preaching, but the whole Old Testament. But for today, remember, at the core of original sin, at the core of our sin, is selfish living. And that is what separates us. When we use our will, this greatest gift that God has given us, selfishly for our own purposes, for our own greed, to be our own gods, it separates us from God and one another. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you that even in the midst of our selfishness, of our broken trust and faith with you, Lord, I pray that um, you would continue to call us. Even in the midst of that, you call us to your grace and to your mercy, to your forgiveness and love and care. So, Lord, that, that is... The bad news is, Lord, that we are selfish in our nature, deep within our hearts. The good news is you love us anyway and provide us a way to come home. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.